you feeling? I'm good. Got a good feel night like rest. recovered. We're recovered from our weekend in the North Carolina heat, golfing, drinking, carrying on. So got about eight and a half, nine hours of sleep last night. So I feel pretty rested today. All right, good. Well, welcome back to the Mixed Bag Podcast with Justin Cruz and Abby Liebenthal. We are here for a U.S. Women's Open presented by ProMedica recap episode. And, you know, we'll sprinkle in some news and notes outside of that. But this is going to be a quick one, just a fun one of us recapping the week that was the U.S. Women's Open, uh, talking about our different uh, I don't know if I would call your roles and responsibilities, but your participation in the championship. Um, and just like talk about how the week went and some of our predictions and stuff. Hey, we said predictions sure to go wrong and our predictions were not very good. They sure did. Uh, do we want to start there? Sure. All so right. I had us both picking Lexi to win. She tied for 20th. Um, I also liked Patty T and Madeline Sagstrom. They both missed the cut. Yep. And I think you also liked Ataya Titicool and she finished 24th. So just totally wrong. So we picked, you know, five or six players. My pick for low amateur was not Ingrid. It was Alexander Forsterling and she only beat seven players. And I think you picked Rose Zhang and she was not low am. That's right. So none Just of our picks finished in the top 10. None of our picks ever were really in contention after Friday at lunchtime. And we'll move on in that regard. But our picks were terrible, but we weren't terribly optimistic about our picks. Let's be real. No, no. So the person that did win was Minji Lee. It was her second major championship. Um, she had previously won the Amundi Evian Championship. Um, and she was like just very consistent um, all week. Uh, I think I saw only, I have to pull up the leaderboard again, but I remember seeing when I looked at the scoreboard in the media center, I was like, oh, it's like 66, 67, 66, like just very solid rounds. I think last day she finished, what did she finish last day? She shot even par, I think 71 the last yeah. day. Yeah. And bogeyed two out of her last three holes on 18. She started. Yeah. So no, yeah. Minji dominated. Dominated. We talked about this a lot leading into it that Pine Needles delivers some great champions, some worthy champions, identifies players that are really playing well. And Minji was playing great all season, finally picked up a win a couple of weeks ago. And this just adds to her legacy and where it goes from here, who knows, but you know, 13 under at one point, she got to 15 under felt really low in terms right. of winning score for an open, but I think you got to look at it that two under finished in 10th place. Yeah. And there was, you know, 13, 14 players under par or par or better. So Minji really separated, Mina separated, and then it kind of was tight for, you know, third place through, you know, eighth or ninth place. But I think the golf course held up really well. I think it would have been great to see some of that firmness we saw and brownness on Saturday and Sunday, maybe earlier in the championship. I saw some photos tweet of Tuesday, Wednesday, and how green the first fairway looked as compared to Sunday. Yeah. But 
hey, championships evolve. They get tougher as they go on, and the conditions definitely got tougher. And I think the the player that was going to win was going to win. She was playing so well. You know, maybe they left a little yardage out there. We talked about that the championship played slightly shorter than it did the last time it was at Pine Needles, which is interesting. But again, it, it really wouldn't have mattered. I think seeing some of these professionals maybe hit some hybrids and middle long irons into holes versus short irons could have been a little bit more compelling, but 13 people under par isn't that dramatic. And again, when you look at it, that two under tied for 10th place, you just kind of had a player that, you know, dominated the field. Right. Yeah. It was just hers to win at that point. Um, she took home a $1.8 million payday, the largest in women's golf. Um, it was funny to see that. So she is Australian. Yep. And her mentor is Kari Webb, who won the U.S. Women's Open at Pine Needles. Um, and there was something about her payday um, that I had seen, but I think it was essentially like her payday was like 200,000 or something caries and the whole purse was 1.8 million. Um, so just funny. I mean, great to see how things have progressed since then. Um, and we certainly can't forget that Mina also took home a lot of money. Um, a cool two or a cool $1 million for second place. Right. So obviously like it, it, it still means more to win, but it's still a good consolation prize. Right. Right. And I think it's great. I mean, not that long ago, and this has been well publicized, Mina Harrogate was playing cactus tour events and was out of money. Right. And this is her first top 10 in a major, you know, she has career earnings of before this event, you know, under around $3 million, which sounds like a lot, but when you think of it, she's had a fairly long professional golf career on the LPGA tour that, you know, second place in the women's open and she played tremendous is a great honor, but the money really is, you know, life changing career changing for her that this now boosts her level and her play and she'll get into more and more events and from world ranking points and all those other ancillary things that come with this, but the security that she didn't have, you know, 24 months ago, she now has, you know, for a while that even if her game slips a little bit, you know, a check like this goes a long way. And I think you can say that for some other players, you know, the cream really did rise to the top. I mean, Jin Young Ko, Lydia yeah. Ko, there was top players, you know, playing very well. Nellie Korda in her first event back. Players that we don't traditionally talk about as, you know, the purse matters, but maybe it doesn't matter as much. But when right. you see, you know, players finishing in the 20s, you know, and the amount of money they're getting for this event, that's a big deal. So I and, guess now what I would love to see is just like, where does Minji go from here? Because if you look at the la- like the most recent champions of like modern golf history, you know, the ones that have gone on or haven't gone on to win more championships or many more tournaments. Um, there's a list, you know, last year, Yuka Sasso, we haven't seen her win since. Alem Kim, haven't seen her win since really. Um, Zhang Li Six, 
Um, Aria Jutanagar and certainly has had a, had a strong career. Sung Young Park, Brittany Lang. We haven't seen these champions go on to win multiple uh, majors or, or really make big splashes for themselves. But Minji seems a little different and I will be very curious to see how her career um, momentum either continues or if it fizzles. Yeah, and but even the, I think winning majors is difficult. I mean, Lexi Thompson still has one major. Right. Henderson, you know, players that have won majors early in their career, and you would have thought, you know, they would have multiple, multiple majors by now. And while they've picked up wins, winning majors is difficult, and it's not getting easier. Right. The pressure's getting tougher. The venues are getting tougher the money's rising, whether that, that has an impact or not, it's not getting easier to win major championships. And there's a lot of people that get stuck on one or two. And all of a sudden, if you're Minji and you get the second one, and then can you catapult that to the next kind of stratosphere where you get to three or four, Right. that's when the numbers get really, really small. Right. And that's when, I mean, that's why there's not many women in the LPGA Hall of Fame because the LPGA Hall of Fame is very tough to get into. That's different from the World Golf Hall of Fame that is shared by both the male and female golfers. But um, it'll be just, it'll be interesting. I really liked her. I think I said after round two, yep. I have a girl crush on Minji Lee. So I'm glad that uh, my girl crush continued on to win. Um, you know, for those who don't follow golf super regularly, um, she is... Her brother is Min Woo Lee, who plays professional golf as well. They are the only brother-sister pair to win USGA titles because Min Ji also won the 2012 U.S. Girls Junior and Min Woo won the 2016 U.S. Junior Am. Um, so that just like a fun golf family. He was obviously posting on social media of how proud he is. Um, and yeah, I just, uh, good win. She's really a great champion, like very well-spoken. Um, just, you know, it, she was great. Yeah. Was a well typical fun. cliche, maybe down to earth. Australian had a great disposition, yeah. Yeah. very friendly. Right. Been her, a lot of people were talking about her, her clothes and her fashion. So I think yeah. on the whole, a very popular winner that seems to be ascending. And, you know, with a second major win, like we talked about is, is maybe taking her career to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, aside from that, I feel like, you know, people care about the golf, but they also are very, you know, intrigued by our, our participation and experience at the championship. I hope if you follow us on Instagram that you enjoyed Justin's daily updates from the grounds. Um, I certainly appreciated them since I was working the championship as a USGA employee. Um, but I uh, got to hear about your participation, you know, your participation and attendance at this championship. Sure. It was my first time attending a United States Women's Open. I had been to the Sand Hills region a long time ago, but first time in a while getting back to that golf crazed area. So first and foremost, if you're looking to plan a golf trip, the number of good golf courses and opportunities to play in that area is endless. And every person I talked to down there that was either visiting or was a local brought up another course or another facility. So there's a plug for getting down to that area. You know, it was a quick hour and 10 minute drive from the Raleigh Durham airport. So pretty sure. easy to get to from a lot of places. Um, but no, we had a great time. We uh, had, you know, good ticket access. Uh, 
The hospitality was great. The people were very friendly. It was fun to see the course and the tournament build as we were there Thursday through Sunday. And it was really a, a great experience. The only negative really I had as a fan was because of the course layout and kind of how the course is made up. It was yeah. challenging to get to different pockets of the golf course. Normally we like to walk a golf course, see a lot of the different holes, especially if you're there for multiple days. And yeah. there were just golf holes that I only saw on television just because it was, you know, not didn't make good logistics sense to go out to walk some of those pockets, especially some of the holes there, 11, 12, 10. Those are some really pretty holes with some great topography. And I unfortunately didn't see them um, in person until actually, you know, I was fortunate enough to play the golf course on Monday, which was a great experience just to kind of experience a small taste of what the players got to experience it. You Pine had a, a C-suite experience <laughs> at the U.S. Women's Open. It, well, it, it most certainly was. I mean, we, we were very lucky, Had went to the the concert Saturday night with Lady A, which was great fun with the, the fine people, the USGA, and then getting to play the golf course the morning after with the Sunday pins and experience. Someday I'll um, repost the video of Justin dancing that I had posted and then taken down because I felt guilty about leaving it on social media, but he clearly did not care at all. <laughs> no, I have no shame. I'm old. I'm not a good dancer. I don't have good rhythm and I'm not a good singer. So if you're, I have no, I doesn't bother me one bit uh, posting, but no, at, at the end, it was a great experience. It was a great championship to attend. Uh, the people were super welcoming and hospitable and the players also, I mean, the number of players you saw signing autographs, especially for young kids yeah. and the fan engagement was, you know, extremely positive. And you could feel that even on, Sunday, I heard on one another podcast that Megan Kang kind of got done with her warm up before she teed off and was just signing autographs. And this was minutes before she was to play and have a chance to top 10 in the women's open and she's signing autographs for fans and kids. So another plug to get out to a, a LPGA event if it's in or near you that the players are great. I think the one thing I learned too, just playing that golf course the next day is just how clinical these players are with their oh ball striking. It's they like they don't miss. And even when like you're looking at their reactions, you just don't you don't realize like their misses are so small. Right. Compared to the everyday golfer. Right. And I think television sometimes doesn't show contours, doesn't show on Sunday where some of those pins were positioned. Sure. 18 or nine really stuck out also. There just was very little margin for air, if any. And these players just are so immensely talented. Yeah. I saw, you know, there was a player, and I'll pull up her name because I want to make sure I get it right. Uh, Hyjin Choi, who finished third at seven under I saw on the scoreboard as she came up 18 had hit every fairway and had hit every green and the only reason she missed the 18th green is her ball just trickled over the back edge sure I believe she may have gotten it up and down I don't recall but just impressive clinical ball striking 
under immense pressure with Sunday pins, with greens that were starting to firm up. I think it just speaks to the talent of the players and gets back to what you and I said, you know, almost a year ago when we started this, of get out to an event, see the players. But no, I mean, it was a great experience. You know, we played over at Pinehurst one day. We played the Cradle, which regardless of ability, if you have any interest in golf, the Cradle is a must. It's a super fun, small course. Par three course where the holes are between about 45 and 120 yards. There's music going. There's a bar. It's such a scene. It's so much fun. Like I have gone over there to just like hang out and have drinks and like watch people come in while sitting down on the Adirondack chairs. It's a, it's a vibe. It's fantastic. It's really, you wish more golf resorts and courses adapted. Every single city. I think I wrote this in my four ladies newsletter today. Every single city in America needs to have per three course. It's ridiculous that they don't already. Right. And it doesn't take up that much land. That's the crazy thing. It's true. Pocket next to the train tracks. Right. Road and land that price sat there forever. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some other observations. So agree with you completely on just like LPGA players and their time. I also just feel like even as an employee of a, you know, a golf organization or like being around golf for a long time, I have just noticed, like, I feel so much more comfortable at LPGA events and, um, you know, women's professional events because they're just so friendly. You don't feel like you're bothering them. Even as like, you're watching, you know, they're practicing on the putting green, they'll at least like kind of acknowledge you tip of the cap kind of thing. Whereas at, you know, some other events, um, I don't know if I, if I typically feel as comfortable, I always feel like a bit awkward. Um, and, or like I'm in the way I'm a distraction and, and that might be like an imposter syndrome thing, but like, I also just feel like the women are seriously so happy that fans are out. I also thought like, it looked like there were a lot of fans on site and it looked really good on TV. Um, every time I was like watching there were fans in the background, I was like, this is, this is exciting. This is great. Um, I was super bummed to, you know, not have Annika or Michelle, we make the cut. Um, just because with Michelle's announcement that this was kind of her last event in full LPGA tour competition, she will come back and play Pebble beach next year. Um, and then of course, Annika, you know, you could have said to me, like, she, she could win. And I would have been like, yeah, maybe (laughs) like, um, and you know, I think you just never know. It's kind of like the Tiger Woods effect. You like never really know how they're going to come out and be. And so, um, those were some people I, I missed having them on the weekend. Um, but I think overall, like it was just, it was interesting to see the crowd, you know, it's a lot of families that come to the women's open. Um, we talked about it a bit, you know, I wish we saw more just like millennials, people our age at championships, because we have so much fun. Like you right. guys just get to walk around and like the, the world, the grounds are your oyster. You can have beverages. You can, pr- you can get pretty like very close. Yeah. Um, and it's a shame that, you know, and maybe it's a, a marketing thing on the, for the LPGA tour, just they need to get more people there and make sure they're reaching the right audiences. Um, but it was fun to be at, a, at an event again. And it kind of reminds me, like, it'd be great to get to another um, LPGA tour event this year. Right. I think too, and you've implied this, the event is building. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Like this really was the prelude of what is to come for the women's open. And this doesn't take away from Pine Needles as its own entity. I think it's a great golf course. I would go back there and play again 
my wife and I had an amazing time playing it yesterday. I think what yeah. when you look at the rota, if you will, of what's coming as the purse continues to build, and you've got places down the line like Oakland Hills, like Oakmont, like Riviera, like Aaron Hills, Inverness, Interlochen, this championship is going to some big, big places. And I think it's getting bigger in golf. It's getting bigger in women's sports and sports in general. And I think that's important too, that more people get familiar with the players, get familiar with the product and get a chance to go out and see the product. Cause like you said, the vibe is very friendly. It's very yeah. relaxed. Your access, which is what you alluded to is tremendous. You can be right next to the putting green and Nellie Cord is warming up and then you can walk over to the tee and sure, maybe you're not right against the ropes, but you are within a reasonable proximity. So I think those are kind of some of the things that have stuck out to me at every, you know, women's event we've been to. It's just the, the players are very friendly, very accommodating. You know, Webb Simpson brought his kids out, That's I think, right. Saturday morning. Yeah. Because he mentioned that, you know, his dad had brought him to, uh, you know, a, an open championship there when he was a kid. So I think it's very family friendly, very kid friendly. And I think you just need to look to build it and kind of folks in their 20s, 30s, early 40s, maybe that, you know, aren't bringing their kids or just going for their own kind of fun. But I think that'll happen because the event is getting bigger. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was a blast. Um, love being, it's like, it's fun for me to be around the players because a lot of them that are a little on the younger end of the scale. Um, I, when I worked at the AJGA, like they were playing junior golf at that time. So just fun to like reunite with some of them. Um, had, you know, had a great week. It, it, I think also unique for me, like the championship being in my the place where I reside, where I live right now, um, is, is fun. Like it was fun to have everybody come to my town and get to see right. it and experience that. Um, so, you know, if you do have a, an, an event coming to your town, whether it's PGA tour, LPGA, like take advantage of it, get people to come visit, you know, make it an activity for the weekend. Um, it, it was really fun to watch. And I hope I can continue to get more people to, to go to events, even if they're not going to like tune in on TV necessarily. Yeah, um, you're in a pretty good run. Your hometown has the Solheim Cup and then your current town you live in has the Women's Open. So that's not too bad in a eight, nine month span. Yeah, agreed. Well, coming up um, over the next three weeks. So this week we have the ShopRite LPGA Classic presented by Acer and that's um, at the Seaview Bay course. And last year, our, the defending champion will be Celine Boutier. Um, and then June 16th, we have the Meyer LPGA Classic in Belmont, Michigan. How far is that from Toledo? Do you know? No idea. No idea. I and then near, I think it's near Grand Rapids. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And then June 23rd through 26th, we have the KPMG Women's PGA Championship. So both the Meyer and the PGA, um, the defending champion of both of those tournaments is Nellie Corda. Um, I feel like Nellie did, had no idea what was going to come from Nellie this week. Um, and she actually played okay. She just kind of tumbled in the final round, like the last few holes. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I overheard her father leaving after she was done. <laughs> Yeah, walking in front of me and he just said basically that you know if you had told her she could have had a top 10 to start the week I'm sure she would have taken it totally. and I think that's 100% true 
Yeah. Yeah. So it was fun to see her. She was in good spirits. I mean, she took a selfie with me, so <laughs> she was about okay. Um, you know, I had to have my, my special moments too at the championship. Um, so yeah, a good stretch of golf coming up. It's great that there's not a big break. I feel like you and I have often talked about like, oh, now there's a break in the schedule. Um, but no, we're just rolling now through the summer, which is really exciting and a ton of fun. Um, the next so the next major championship is that KPMG Women's PGA Championship. And then in late July, we'll have the Evian Championship and the defending champion is Minji Lee. So I'm excited to see how she plays throughout the rest of the year. Um, aside from that, we just like have some, some women's golf news. Yeah. Um, the first one that you brought to my attention was Danielle Kang's, um, post on social media about her latest update. If you want to share that with, share that with the class. Sure. Uh, you know, Danielle came out with an announcement that more or less said because of the, the, the tumor that's on her spine, that she's going to take some time off. Yeah. Um, I think she initially kind of said the next four weeks, um, and alluded to the fact that, you know, she probably wouldn't have played this last week if it wasn't the women's open, Sure. And, you know, she made the cut, but didn't compete. And as we all know, Danielle is a competitor, a proven winner. And I don't think she has any interest in either not being a hundred percent or not being able to compete to the fullest of her, her ability. So hopefully everything is okay. And she's able to get back to full strength sooner rather than later. But uh, she did kind of drop that into the the Twitter verse here within the last hour or so. Yeah, yeah. And then, and, um, and that was scary. I mean, that was scary. Like found out mid championship. Um, you know, you any sort of health emergency is is often very scary. So feel for her. Um, and hopefully, she she feels okay um, after these next few weeks off. Um, and then additional news was that the Chevron Championship, which is formerly the ANA Inspiration, um, is moving from Mission Hills in California to the club at Carlton Woods in Houston, which we knew was coming. Um, we knew that the championship was going to move to the Houston area because that's where Chevron is headquartered. Um, the course is the club at Carlton Woods. And I've actually been there a few times. Um, I like forgot, but when I worked at the American Junior Golf Association, we hosted a tournament each year called the HP Boys at Carlton Woods. Um, and some of the past champions there are Jordan Spieth, um, Brad Dalkey, I think Scotty Shuffler. Um, so it's kind of a fun, you know, fun tie-in. Um, the course that they played though was the Fazio course and the women are going to be playing on the Jack Nicholas signature course, which is the, I think it's the more of the private course. Funny story. I remember when I worked the event at the Tom Fazio course that they said Michael Jordan and Justin Timberlake were out that day, like playing the Jack Nicholas course. So I mean, it can't be too bad if those guys are playing it. No, I think like I said, that event's also elevating and we yeah. need to rehash everything we've said about um, the former ANA, Dinah Shore, et cetera, but the purse is increasing. Chevron stepped up. It looks like a nice golf course on, you know, the stuff that's been on Twitter, but we'll see how it goes. The date is going to be a couple weeks after the Masters, so it won't be the lead-in major championship to start golf the golf season anymore. But right. I think it'll be a better date to get away from ANWA that we've talked about in the past to kind of find a pocket on the schedule that works for that event to get uh, 
some more primetime NBC television. Yeah, no, it's great. Super excited. Hopefully, I would love to get to another um, LBJ major um, this year or sometime in the future. Um, go to North Berwick and go to Muirfield and watch the ladies open championship. That wouldn't be too bad. Um, maybe that's what we set up next. <laughs> it might be 50 degrees and raining, but that's okay. Awesome. What's the date of that? I feel like that's over my like wedding. Uh, it could be. It's they they do the whole. There's a whole European swing kind of with yeah. Dion, with the Scottish, with the tournament in Ireland, and with the um, AIG. Perfect. Um, any other? Notice things that you noticed last week. We got this year. Our, our friend Brandon Jackson caddying for Annie Park. They made the cut. Didn't that have the fun. weekend they were looking for, but we saw Brandon in the airport yesterday, and he was in good spirits. He had been in Vegas, been in North Carolina, was heading home for a week, taking this week off, and then headed to Meyer and KPMG. So fun to talk to a guy who was you know on the grounds and caddying for a player and get his insight on the golf course as it evolved over the week. But no, on the whole, it was a great trip. It was fun for us all to get together. I know. Reunited. With our significant others. And we'll do it again here in a couple weeks or a couple months rather. For yeah. You. Where the F was Brendan uh, continued. Like yeah. the man is just always on the move. You've no idea where he is at any time. Sitting in a car waiting for Brendan, <laughs> having no idea where he is. Trying to call him with no cell phone reception, which is a whole nother. Oh, yeah. In its own right. But no, it was a great experience, a great trip in Southern Pines. Like I said, I recommend everyone getting down to the sand hills and playing some golf. And there's a lot of great options down there. Oh, yeah. And and, uh, Justin and Stephanie got to see me rare in rare form, which maybe they'll get to uh, catch a glimpse of again at my wedding, but, uh, we definitely all had a very good time at the Lady A, uh, concert is all you get, is all you need to know. <laughs> you like to fly close to the sun and sometimes too close <laughs> to the sun. Sometimes yeah. you get a little sunburn when you've got those early morning wake-up calls. Yeah. Um, well, thanks again to everyone for listening. Um, it was a great week. Justin and I will be back. I'm guessing we'll probably do a KPMG preview pod so maybe we'll recap a little and we'll reunite then and then uh we'll do a we'll do a live show from the wedding i figured (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right thanks justin all right have a great evening you too bye bye